Welcome to Ask Me How I Know, multifamily real estate investing stories of struggle to success, where each week, unscripted interviews with guests bring a fresh perspective to problem solving in the multifamily niche, as well as feed your mindset. Success stories are great, but everyone knows the important part of the story, the part between the struggles of starting and arriving, and it often gets left out. Ask Me How I Know is like the back house of a restaurant. Pass through the prim and proper front of the house and join us in the harmonious chaos of the back of the house where honest, unscripted conversations take place and transformation happens. In life and investing, there are no shortages of wild scenarios. So no matter where you are in your investment journey, this podcast is for you. There is no pomp and fanfare here, just endless opportunity to build your investing and mindset playbooks. This is your retreat to breathe, build, and laugh. Welcome to Ask Me How I Know. I'm Julie Holly, and I'm happy you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am here with John, and he is with Elevate, and they are in Dallas, Texas, but not only that, like, it's hot and sizzling in Dallas, Texas, right? Like, mm-hmm. pretty hot. Summer. I guess not so much in the winter, but... I'm super impressed with your company and what they are doing because it is like, it is smoking hot. You guys are crushing it. You guys just had this like crazy awesome meetup this week. And it just seems like, I just noticed that George had something published in Forbes. Like you guys are just like crushing it on every level. So impressed. Um, And you are vice president of acquisitions, right? You just say yes, right? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Julie, I am. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to have a little fun because uh, we'll have a little bit of story time because in every, every situation, every investment has its like ups and downs. So yeah. I don't know, John, what are you thinking? What was a, what was a, a real down that you turned into a real total win? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, you know, in real estate syndication, one of the most important parts is raising capital. Uh, and it's kind of important. <laughs> very, very important. You know, you can't, you can't close the deal without money. You know, they might say you can buy real estate without money down, but, you know, you're using somebody's money. It just might not be yours. Taxpayers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And so on our recent transactions, so we recently closed 1,275 units in Houston, Texas. It was a five property portfolio and uh, it was a $22 million raise. On that raise, um, we kind of what we were looking to do is we were looking to have a preferred equity that would come in and maybe give most of or maybe half of that total raise. And then we raised the rest. We had about four GPs on the deal and we would split the raise up you know, four ways that way, you know, it's a pretty big ways and four different GPs, they can go in and raise uh, different sides of the uh, transaction. And basically, did you guys happen to have, you know, like maybe one of the little thermometer things in your office, you know, to come like, just to see where you guys were at. (laughs) Uh, We might do that on the next one. We didn't have it on this one, uh, but we did have, you know, a tracking system, a way to track, the different, uh, the, you know, who's raising what, and everyone knew kind of what their role was as far as like how much they needed to raise. But um, as far as like a, all GPs having one tracking system as a thermometer, we didn't have that, but you know, we might do it on this one. Yeah. It, 
make it just a little fun, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, gotta make it fun and make it exciting. Cause that's, you know, where, where energy flows, you know, or, or is it where uh, focus flows, energy goes or something like that. <laughs> something like that. You know I totally go with that because there's truth. What you just said is totally oh, true. Yeah. So you can even oh. claim it as your own quote. <laughs> Yeah, I might have to write that down. Let me let me go, let me go and write that down in just a second. Right, right. <laughs> so you guys are raising this twenty-two million dollars. Yeah, so we're raising this twenty-two million dollars, and we get a term sheet from one of our uh, capital partners, and everything's going well. You know, they're talking to the bank, uh, and this particular deal, we're using one of the banks uh, out of New York, and you know, things going well. Everything's going very well. You know that they agreed on the terms and things went very very well until about a week before closing. Oh my so, gosh! <laughs> a week before, so you have all your money lined no. up. You're ready. No, but all our money lined up. We we raised our part uh, a week before closing. So a week before closing, uh, the preferred equity partner's attorney started fighting with the attorney from the bank the, who the for the debt side. And they're saying, hey, you know, this equity is being written as debt and we can have more than, you know, we can have more than two sides of debt in the capital stack. And they're saying, you know, we don't want this. And, and they're saying, oh, we don't want that. And the deal could have just blown up right then and there, you know. <laughs> you know what, six months of like hard work had been gone, you know, oh just like that. Um, and this wasn't just a battle of the egos. It wasn't like attorney egos playing against each other. It was just well, I mean, there, there is that part of it too. You know, there is all that person, that personal side and the ego side of part about it. Um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, long story short, I think it, it it got worked out. They they agreed on terms, and that's kind of how it got worked out, and everything got worked out at the end. And so we ended up closing on the deal. Uh, but then we got a phone call afterwards. <laughs> the red phone rings. <laughs> and it's one of our main partners out of Miami. And they tell us, that, hey, one of the GPs actually didn't come through with how much they were supposed to raise on the deal. And so our general partner ended up bringing more money to the table out of his own bank account to the table to, in order to get the deal closed. So, you know, just for any syndicators out there, it's very important to have, you know, really strong GPs, really important to have really strong partners. Um, that way, if anything, anything happens, you have a plan B uh, and make sure the deal closes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, and so when that happened, we had to raise the rest of the money that they didn't bring to the table. So we raised that money as well. Do you mind? After, can after, I... after the deal actually closed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But I mean, everything's great. Everything, everything's great now. Everything's going well. <laughs> of course, it's great. Okay. How much money did you guys have to end up raising? We raised about two million. Oh we my had about twelve million split um, among four GPs. I think they were supposed to raise maybe six million, and they came up short. So we had to raise some of the rest. And how? Like, what did you guys do? Because you had already. I mean, everybody had already raised so much money already. Like, so I would imagine, I mean, I think there, there's a lot of capital available right now, but still, I mean, like you've gone out, you've raised your money, you've kind of exhausted all of your, your means in a sense. Like, what did y'all do? 
what did we do? Well, to raise the, that remaining remaining capital. Uh, same thing that we've always done. We reach out to friends and family, and another good way to raise uh, the capital are people who are already invested in the deal. Those are your best. I mean, because the. You know, a lot, a lot of people say the second sale is the easiest, and it's true. It, the second sale is easier than the first sale. So you can call them and kind of tell them the situation, and they'll understand and say, hey, you know, would you like to put in more money into the deal? And a lot of people said yes, especially with after the depreciation. And uh, you normally what happens is, you know, once the buzz gets going, you know, the people were like, hey, I wish I could, you know, be in the deal. And they were actually, were actually oversubscribed on the deal. So we reached out to other people as well, and they came in the deal as well. Okay, okay. So you've got the money raised. How did that? When you can I gotta circle back to the attorneys because I just think that's kind of cute and funny. <laughs> because I really like. I think attorneys are so wonderful. I mean, they, they're usually deal deal killers, but you know. <laughs> I am positive. I mean, they're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, they're, they're always out They're They're trying to protect their people, their clients interests and everything. Um, did you ever hear how they came to a meeting of the minds on that? Or hmm, I think they changed the terminology in the contract. I'd have to, this, the specifics, I'd have to double check with a partner that was really handling that side of it. But I believe they changed some of the terms. They agreed on some different terms on the contract and say, hey, you know, you're going to do this or you're going to do that. And, and they made it happen. And we're glad, we're glad they did. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So when did you guys end up closing? Was that We closed late November. We're in November. Late last year. So we closed in November on this. All your investors are super stoked because they got a little, oh, yeah. little cash in before Uncle Sam could, you know, close out for the oh. year. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, especially with the depreciation on the deal, um, it was it was really good, really really good. I mean, it's one of the best locations in Houston, um, one of the best deals that you know someone can get as far as you know working class properties as well. It's it's an amazing deal, nice. and it was you know. And it was offered to a range of long range of investors as well. Wow. Now, did you have any problems? Um, did you have a bunch of competition in, you know, even getting the deal? You know, is no. it one of those where you had to go multiple rounds and beat out, you know, everybody else? Or, or did you guys yeah. just go in there and say, hey, we're Elevate, boom. <laughs> well, that's actually where our partners from Miami came in. So they specialize in portfolio deals. And what we did on the Elevate side is we have our own, con we have our own, uh, we are our own construction team. So our value add to the deal is one, we found the deal. And two, we have our own construction team and we're able to do due diligence on the property to a better extent than they were able to do. So, you know, we're able to have better bids on the property, having the construction team, and we're very, very hands-on, you know, when we closed on the property, we were there that next Monday. Most general partners and most owner operators, they might even take about a month before they even start on the property. We were knocking off roofs day one. Wow. We, you know, we were, we were in there making things happen day one. And our partners out of Miami, they told us like, hey, like if it wasn't for y'all, you know, we'd probably still be figuring out what we need to do on the property, you know, to make sure we get our investors the returns. Right. And they're like, still probably trying to get bids if you guys weren't involved and 
Exactly. I mean, they'd have an idea, but yeah, that's a lot of legwork to have to do. That's yeah. what, that's a great partnership. And that's a yeah. really great win. Great yeah. Win. And another thing is um, their connections. So they have really, they have over, they have a really have a lot of connections um, and they're very, very well known in the industry. So they, it was easier to get the deal done having that name behind us. Okay. And we actually met the seller face to face as well. How did that which go? Happen? Oh, well, have you well done I wasn't there, but uh, it apparently went really well. <laughs> <laughs> How often has that happened for you guys, where you actually meet the owners face to face? Face to face. Well, on the last deal in Oklahoma City, well, actually, not Oklahoma City, but in Lawton, Oklahoma, we met the owner face to face. That a pretty would you recommend that yeah oh yeah oh yeah I, so the way i look at it is it's harder for someone to say no when you're talking to them face to face right so easy it's really easy to say no in a text message or email even harder when you're on the phone with them but in face to face it's pretty difficult to say no right yeah that's true. that is absolute truth wow well, I really appreciate your time. I like that this little uh, story time on this podcast is always short and sweet because oh, we're yeah. just going to build up that toolbox and arsenal for everybody. So I really appreciate your time, John. 100%. All right. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of Ask Me How I Know. My guests are the most humble successes, so be sure to show them your appreciation by rating this episode five stars, which sounds silly, but let's be real. Ratings, likes, and shares, they take no time at all, but make all the difference in the world, if only to boost morale. Also, since I don't spend time on the how and why they got into investing, be sure to check out the show notes to get to know more about today's guests, including other podcasts they've been on that has a more traditional format that will give other details about their investment journey. It'll also tell you things like the most influential person in their life and what they're reading right now, as well as how to connect with them. And please subscribe and rate Ask Me How I Know so it reaches other listeners like you. Until next time, go find your freedom. <laughs>